0: between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS. Join Myra, Jeff with a G, Dr. Sam, Jeffrey, and me, Jeff with a J, as we work to debunk those leadership myths. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want.
1: And welcome back to the No More Leadership BS podcast. We are glad you've joined us today. I'm Jeff Geyer with Phoenix Coaching, and I'm here with my really good friends, Myra Hall, Dr. Sam Jennings, Jeff McLaughlin. And leading our discussion today is Mr. Jeff Conroy.
0: And the crowd goes
2: wild.
1: Yeah, that's me. What are we going to talk about today, Mr. Cohn?
0: I've been hanging out with some friends and and I've made no secret that I am a lover of the Disney leadership style. And I've got a a handful of friends that I meet with on a regular basis that all have worked or currently work with Disney. And one of the things that we've been really talking a lot about is, is developing your team and getting your team trained. And what's really frustrating is a lot of people, and we've all heard it, as coaches, we've all heard it, where leaders will say, I don't have enough time. I just don't have enough time to devote my people. They're so caught up in their whirlwind that they don't have the time to take a break and take 15, 20 minutes to do a team member or or a staff or have a monthly staff meeting or a quarterly staff meeting. It's always good to bring the group together. It takes time to develop. It's not an overnight success. It's like turning an aircraft carrier on a dime. But using the term, I have no time is a really poor excuse. We all have the same 24 hours a day. We're all swamped, but somehow there are some very successful leaders out there that make the time to develop their staff. What are they doing differently that those people that aren't able to find the time to train their team? And I'm not talking formalized, formal major training you can have standing meetings going over a new policy or going over an idea just put uh, little work groups together to develop projects or to work on a project you can put together a training program where there's a workbook involved as the leader it's your responsibility to develop and train your team so they grow our job as leaders is to create more leaders And we should be moving heaven and earth to make people better. What are your guys' experience with working with leaders who say they don't have enough time to train people? And what could they be doing differently? So I'm going to steal a
2: story from a friend of mine. It's not even my deal, but uh, they had a situation where we have three people in co-leadership roles. And they said that one of them says, we need to have a strategic plan. We need to think this thing through. And one says, we're too busy, we can't possibly take time to, to plan things out. Says, we're yeah, we're too busy, but we don't have time not to plan this out. So the same thing is with professional development. If you expect your people to perform and engage and be productive members of your team, helping them think things through is going to be a piece of that puzzle. And for every time you uh, divert that chance to engage somebody, they're going deeper into the, I'm just here to do my work, head down, just do my thing, it doesn't matter. And then they're going to go down to burnout possibility. So engaging folks is all about making sure that they are being their best selves and they can show up every day and do their piece. And
0: it's effective and it doesn't take forever or giant piles of money. This and for me, it's real quick and simple. It's going and, and one, building relationships with your team and talking to them and you'll be able to find out where their deficits are and work with people. I'm working with one right now where they have hopes and aspirations of moving up within the company, so I'm setting them up with a training, an online training program. So it's it's on them uh, if they want to if they want to advance, but they've got to they've got to make that commitment. What else? What else we got?
3: I was going to chime in with the, the beginning. You said that everybody gets the same 24 hours in a day. I would love to say that's true, but I actually read an article that said that Beyonce gets 26 hours a day, which is why she's so successful. So I don't know why it doesn't seem fair, but she gets 26, the rest of us get 24. Uh, that's why she always looks fabulous, but. The, maybe, I would Maybe, say maybe put a ring on it. If you like it, you should have put a ring on it, yo. That's how she can oh. dance. Now we're dancing. We're all dancing. Dance party. <laughs> so I was going to say that as a leader, you don't have time not to, to make sure that your team is being efficient. You do not have the time because if somebody dives down the hole and they're going the wrong way and you know it and you don't correct that mis- mistake or that that action immediately, You're losing time and time is the only finite asset that we all have. We only do get that same amount of time. Unless you're like one of those people that can go three to five days without sleeping and get a massive amount of stuff done, you still, there's a crash that there's a recharge period. You have to recharge the batteries and get things going. If you can create a team that is motivated and inspired and feels like they're a part of something that is doing wonderful things they're fully engaged in the process and they're competent in their skill sets, you've got a winning team and that team is going to do amazing, wonderful things. They, it, that's just how it goes. It's developing, it's taking the time to make sure that they actually are developed, that they know how to do their job, that where their role is and the part that they play in the process. That takes time. You do not have time to not teach people how they are a part of the process because okay. it's... Go ahead. It doesn't work. You're you're just going to lose time if you don't take the time to develop them.
0: Exactly. And and, and that's why a leader should be um, a good time manager. There's lots of programs out there and you you can use the Eisenhower matrix and you you can use the yellow notepad to write down everything you got to get done. But it's the time management piece. Uh, Sitting down every morning and planning out your
3: day. What's the saying if you don't plan? A failure plan is a plan plan, 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 Yeah. What were you going to say? I I was going to say my personal experience which is obviously decades old
1: in the leadership thing i kind of conroy just briefly touched on it that i thought it was up to me as a young leader or as a new leader to develop myself i was reading every book i could i could find in the company i worked for which is still in existence and and What was a great company, it it taught me a lot, really didn't have a leadership development program. Yes, they taught you how to do your job or the skills of your job, but to teach you to move up in the company and take more responsibility and learn more about leadership and and those skills and stuff really didn't have. So I, I took it upon myself. And then when I got into leadership positions, that's what I thought about the people I was charged with with leading was it's their responsibility to develop themselves and there is that aspect of it right you can lead the horse to water but you can't make them drink kind of thing but i i quickly learned that the leader's responsibility because i can't force them to drink is to have the well right have the the plate water create the environment in the the yeah the environment for people to learn and then provide the tools for them to take advantage of and dr sam said you don't have to spend piles of money you don't have to send them where across the country to a week-long course or something, you can do it right at home and have that culture that everybody is learning and growing and developing. And it's the leader's responsibility, one of the leader's responsibilities to create that environment where it can happen. One of the
0: smarter things I ever did was I contacted outside leaders and we called a leader's lunch. Everybody gets lunch. So we called a leader's lunch and I called these outside leaders to come in and talk about their leadership journey. What books do they read? What motivates them? Who are their mentors? Because that's all development. You just need to find... It's a connection. To me, leadership development is a connection, something that somebody will buy into and get excited about. For me, it was Disney, who's not sponsoring this podcast at this time yet. But to bring in to bring in a hospital administrator, to bring in the CEO of nonprofits, to bring in uh, hotel CEOs. Those type of people I just brought in and and they told their story. And it always resonated with at least one. I'd have 20 people in the room, but I'm just looking for one connection. Right. Just
4: get somebody excited about something. Yeah. And Jeff, I think we all need inspiration. We can have time. We can have engagement. We can have the tools we need but if we're not inspired to use it yeah and wasn't it zig ziglar it says inspiration it you know goes away after one day yeah so we have to have it every day so a part of being a leader is providing that inspiration and part of that inspiration is finding out what inspires people yep i think disney hit the nail on the head they inspire the whole world to come there and enjoy the experience. So how do we bring that into a leadership environment?
0: To me, it's about building relationships. It's about getting to know your people to know what motivates them, what excites them, what are their hopes and aspirations, where do they want to be in five years, and start tapping into them. A lot of times, developing a person or a small group of people is asking them, if you were in my position, what could I be doing better? And I've done that a few times. Or ask them, what would be the one thing that would cause you to quit? And that's beginning that engagement. Well, I said that once to a, to a team member and I said, what caused you to quit? And they said, why am I being fired? <laughs> and I said, oh, no, and I'm sincere, I'm asking. But I would ask, but what would be that one thing that caused you to quit? The other thing you could do is, is if you have a small project that needs to be done that you think two or three people getting together to flex their leadership muscles to develop something, a lot of things have come to fruition for me from that one. So if leaders are
4: Saying they're too busy to do this. Time management. Their their time is precious. Obviously, we it's precious to all of us. But isn't it prioritization that is the problem? Yes. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And what causes um poor prioritization?
0: Whirlwind. It's the business whirlwind. I worked with a leader who wanted me as a coach and I tried and I was laying everything out that what he needed to do. What he was doing is he was going over his middle managers and going directly to his staff. His middle managers felt disenfranchised and the CEO was getting frustrated because nothing was getting done and his middle managers weren't doing anything. He wanted it done here and now. And what I kept telling him was, look, this is a learned behavior. <laughs> this is turning an aircraft carrier on a dime here. You need to start trusting your team members. So for me, a leader needs to, like you said, Myra, prioritize and remember that prioritization, that it needs to be done, and and it will. And McLaughlin said it will save you time in the long run.
2: Jeff, so yeah, it's the question of prioritization, but it's also a question of does that leader feel competent to do it? And I feel like there's some folks who would say, I, I don't know what to do, so I'm not going to do anything. I'm afraid I'm going to screw it up. Instead of asking for help or starting with a minimal question of. What do you need to do your job a little bit better? You know, how, What do you need to think about where you need to do differently? It's not about a great big swing you know, for the fences, using a baseball metaphor, but just get out and try something. And if it doesn't take, try something different. This isn't exactly. a, a huge high stakes issue. It's just connect with people and helping them be a little bit better tomorrow than they are today.
0: Well, what a wonderful opportunity for someone to to become self-aware enough that they don't know to reach out and get it. They, they need to talk to a coach uh, or a mentor, preferably a coach, <laughs> and, and say, this is what I want to do. This is what's happening. How can I do this? I've worked with leaders and, and, and actually looked at their calendar. And I, I had them track how much time they're spending on the phone, how much time they're spending on a computer, how much time they're actually engaged with other employees. And it becomes very eye-opening. And they have to be honest about it. If they want change, they've got to be honest about it. But getting a coach is really... If, if you are at a dead end and don't know how to create a development opportunity for your team, coaches it. Some
2: things are so simple. I had a client uh, recently who was describing the lack of time, essentially like we're discussing. And they talked about you know, email and social media and other things get their attention. So start focusing in on how much time do you need to do your email a day? And, and they gave a two hour window in the morning, and an hour window in the afternoon. How much of those three hours do you spend? actually with the email. Oh, yeah. Probably only need closer to 30 minutes. Membership some time data and yeah. examine that part of the schedule. So just like Jeff's saying, it's not coming in and saying, here's how you're going to live your day, but rather examining how you do live your day and asking, is a room to move here.
0: Exactly. What, always- what do you
4: think are some, some obvious signs that people can benefit from a, a coaching relationship? The first thing that comes to my mind is if you are blaming other people because you're not getting the results you want, you need a coach. Yep. I'm sure that there's others, but that that is one of the first uh, signals to me mm-hmm. that you need somebody else looking at this situation, so with fresh eyes and help you see it differently.
0: It's the fresh eyes. It's the three thousand yep. foot view. My wife always says. My wife always says when you go to the zoo and you walk into the monkey cage, it really stinks. Then then after about five minutes, you don't notice it anymore. (laughs) A lot of leaders are in the monkey cage. They don't smell it. They don't see it. So they need to, she'll, she'll love the fact that I actually use on of race things.
3: <laughs> Great analogy. You. Yeah. You know what? Sorry, you're in it piled high and deep. You don't even yeah, know it. That's right. You're Just in the monkey cage. You know, you're in the monkey cage. Welcome to the, welcome to the shit show. <laughs> but that's, that's true.
0: A lot of leaders are so in it, like this one that I worked with that was going over his middle managers. He's in the monkey cage. He's looking at numbers. He's looking at his matrix. He's not making enough money. He's comparing himself to other bit- like businesses, but it's almost like a panic response.
2: The leadership development piece, if you're asking yourself the question or just lamenting, I can't get my people to do X, Y, Z. Why is that? It's a question of engagement again. And are they feeling like actual worthwhile humans or are they feeling like cogs in the machine? If it's me, that's part of the reason you can't get folks to do whatever it is. And that professional development is a lot of it's that connection. Some of it is learning. Some of it is training. A lot of it is just feeling like it matter
0: and have purpose. Yeah, the cool thing about doing development and trainings, and I actually put together a training program, was for my team was it was an opportunity, and I taught it, so it was an opportunity for me to get to know them, and then them get to know me. Yeah, there's all sorts of angles that that benefit everybody.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that, Conroy. One of my things has always been, and that the relationship piece, obviously, on the disc profile thing i'm a really high eye, so i'm all about the relationship thing but par- partly i've also thought that it's really difficult to be a prophet in your own land mm-hmm. and so finding outside people and again that's where coaches come in and, and things having outside people come in and and say sometimes exactly what you would say or exactly yeah. what i would say it gets delivered better or gets received more readily because it's not me saying it. It's, oh, you're just another monkey in the same cage. Well, we bring an outside monkey and they listen a little more, All right.
3: <laughs> Again, I love being that outside monkey because I've been that for a lot, of, a lot of different schools where I go in and work with their student leaders and the, the leadership teacher goes, why do they listen to you when I told them the exact same thing and they just don't listen? And I said, it's an outside voice, and I've got a beard. Therefore, I'm that much cooler than you. It's just how it works. <laughs> I don't understand. Beard makes you 10% cooler. It's just how it works. So, oh, man. Really? Beard makes wow, you 10% my... cooler. I don't I know just, if I that 10% cool. worth it. I was yeah. going to say, Myra, if you're a lady with a beard, you're 25%. Look I'm thinking. Yeah.
4: I do not want one of those.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The maintenance is just horacious. I
4: don't even want to try.
3: Thanks for that um. statement there, Gandalf. Um. <laughs> well, so we're, we're, exactly. Yeah,
1: We're going to do a podcast on, and, and we've already done one, look back on the episode about having fun. McLaughlin all about having fun, but we need to you know, do more podcasts on that because l- laughter is going to create a, a certain environment that's going to help too,
3: right? Yeah, exactly. It's the relationship building. People like to laugh. The chemical release in the brains, it's a huge part of building your team and creating relationships so that people matter. Right. And right. you can do that through fun. You can do that. The best ways we connect are through laughter and through tragedy. And those are the quickest and fastest ways people connect. Personally, I would rather connect through laughter and joy than having to sit down and, and yeah. cry it out that with somebody. But those times were necessary as well. Yeah. I'm
2: going out on a limb there. You really want to have more fun and more tragedy? Whew, that's literally now I'm here.
3: I'm there. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: it's what the a weird show.
1: So, so we're coming close to uh, wrapping this up, Conroy. So what can people do if the folks are listening to this podcast and go, wow, you know, what they're talking about sounds like me maybe. And, and they might be right. It's my responsibility. What should they do? What, what Give them a couple of and stuff. So what should they do?
0: First thing they should do is, is, Calm down and free, don't freak out because you're not alone. But the second thing is drop us an email, talk to us, and we can help you. Email us at askus at leadershipbs.co, and one of us will reply back. If you want to talk to someone specifically, address it to that person. It's Jeff, 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 Sam, and Myra. So email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. Another thing that you can do is seek out a coach. Seek out a coach just to sit and talk with and so they can give you that 3,000-foot level perspective. But don't freak out. Don't panic. It's never too late to up your game. But again, if you have any questions, don't ever hesitate not to email us at co. That's
1: all I got, man. This was fun. This is a good topic. And, and like most of our topics, I think, we we could go longer, but yeah, this is just starting to scratch the surface. And like Jeff just said, if if you're thinking that this some of this is what you're struggling with, reach out to us and we will help you. Ask us at leadershipbs.co. for Myra Hall, Dr. Sam Jennings, Jeff McLaughlin, and Mr. Jeff Conroy. I'm Jeff
3: Geyer, and we'll see you next time. Letterbox. Bye. Bye. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS Podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askus@leadershipbs.co. That's Ask us at leadershipbs.co. If we use your email questions or comments, you will win a disc behavioral assessment and debrief with one of our highly trained podcast teammates. And last but not least, don't forget to give us a five star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much and tune in next time.
2: We'll see you then.